0: Because all the dialogue and everything was typical war movie, and it was all that like you know, hey Snake, bring around the big one. Yeah, yeah and it was yeah. like you know, you know, yeah, we're gonna sell the sizzle, not the steak, or something. It was like,
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was just scrolling Amazon and I saw Jake Gyllenhaal, and I was like, I'm in. Right, that's, that's your sweetheart. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> but it's uh, <laughs> yeah. such a funny <laughs> thing
0: and that these people are just being killed for no reason mm. like lunatic guys in pickup trucks would come flying into the village yeah. shoot a whole bunch of people yeah. and and just take off and like yeah. to no benefit
1: Hello and welcome to The Real Generation Gap. My name is Shane Schildmayer. And I'm Fred Sotoli. And today we are reviewing Guy Ritchie's The Covenant. And I just can't
0: get over the fact that he put his name in the title. You know, Guy Ritchie's The Covenant. I, you know, I thought I was
1: reading it wrong at first. I was like, oh, it's The Covenant. And then I was like, no, that's the title. Right. Uh, which is kind of a douchey thing to do.
0: Well, I thought so too. You don't see Steven Spielberg's Schindler's List. No, it's just you don't. Schindler's List. It is
1: just Schindler's List, yeah. So
0: that was a pretty weird thing. Very that, weird. And the funny part of it is this is the most non Guy Ritchie movie that it, Guy Ritchie exactly. ever Exactly.
1: It's a very weird thing to do. And he hasn't like maybe if he does it with all his movies, you know, Guy Ritchie's Snatch, uh, Guy Ritchie's, know. whatever. But no. This is the first movie he's done and done that he's done this and uh
0: It'd be like The Beatles, Hey Jude.
1: Yeah, exactly. You know, it's this, super this doesn't weird. doesn't work. Super
0: weird. It doesn't work.
1: So, Guy Ritchie's The Covenant, Fred. What, what were your initial thoughts on this movie?
0: Well, the movie takes place in Afghanistan in 2018, mm-hmm. and what I fo- I love war movies, and you know that.
1: Yeah, me too. Yeah,
0: but the movies that take place in the Middle East now, they all seem to be focused on PTSD, mm-hmm. and that's not really a war movie thing. Mm-hmm it's a whole nother genre like and yeah. it, it seems that it's a real big issue now where it used to just be the battle
1: mm-hmm.
0: you know so i was anticipating the ptsd thing and there was a lot of ptsd stuff in it he had yeah. tremendous angst when he came home yeah but it was a different kind of angst yeah he had angst because he had to fulfill the covenant Mm-hmm. He didn't have like horrible memories. He was full of horrible memories, but that yeah. wasn't what was driving this story. Yeah. And that's why I really liked it and I appreciated that. Okay.
1: Yeah, my initial thoughts were um, I just threw on a movie in the background. I was hanging out and uh, I love war movies and I love Jake Gyllenhaal. Like, man, if I. <laughs> that's my man crush right there. Jake Gyllenhaal no. right there. Well, yeah. he had that one movie where he. Was kinda crushy. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I actually never seen that movie. Broke, you're talking about Broke My Mountain. Yeah. Right? I've never yeah. seen it, but uh, I do love me some Jake Gyllenhaal. Um, do you have a man crush? Uh no. man crush actor? No, you don't do no. that. No Your generations uh But I was happy hetero, to or? Or? I was happy <laughs> to see that in common
0: ground that Jason Momoa found his feminine side. Okay,
1: okay. <laughs> but yeah, so I was like Jake Gyllenhaal, I'll throw this movie on. Um, love War movies. Uh, me and my roommate were just kicking it watching it. Um, it was okay to me, you know? I love a good war movie. This just didn't touch me. It felt like it was uh, like fast-paced, not a lot really happening. I well, don't know. It wasn't it for me. What really surprised me mm. was Ahmed. Dar yes. Salim. Mm-hmm.
0: He stole the show. Yeah. He was the guy. Yeah. Now... now both of the both of the principals, it was like Jackie Gleason and Ed Norton and the honeymooners. I okay. mean, both of them just worked together so strong. Mm-hmm. And uh, he really, he, he was one of those actors where you don't believe he's acting.
1: Yeah, yeah, he, no, I, I agree with that. He, he was. I agree. It just he seemed th- like a
0: real guy doing a real thing yeah. in a real place. I didn't see any acting. Yeah, and that's how good an actor he was. I was really impressed with him, and the writers that made that character. Mm-hmm. They really created a fantastic. This is one of those like writer and director and actor like it must have really See, come together. I didn't
1: think it was that deep of writing. I thought the writing was eh. It was very predictable, but it was like it was well, cool. It was, well, it's it's true.
0: In in fact, I I, ha, I put a thing in my notes. The the only real writing in the movie, like mm-hmm. where there was like a philosophical moment, mm-hmm. John Kenley, mm-hmm. he confronts a colonel, and this is a bureaucracy moment. And he says, he, he had saved the colonel's life in another battle. Yeah. So he says... Yeah, that that was like
1: the best writing in the right. movie for me. That that was I like the real, that. He I says, like that.
0: I have a hook in me. Do you think I have a choice? He yeah. wants to go rescue his friend. He says, I saved your life. You know, you're the kind of man who pays mm-hmm. his debt. Pay your debt. Mm-hmm. So his his debt to him was to help him yeah. save Ahmed. Yeah.
1: So basically, it's like the story of um, i have to trust this guy the uh Jake Gyllenhaal has to trust uh the interpreter and uh but he doesn't trust him at first and then he ends up saving his life a few times and then at the end is Jake Gyllenhaal Hong gonna save his life you know it's kind of like that's that's the and story it was real and do or die i, I did like the aspect there was no love romance there was no love story there was no you know romantic plot it was just kind of I don't want to say a bromance, but just like a, a bro story kind of.
0: Yeah, yeah, but way brothers of a, war, it's a brothers covenant. of war, right. yeah, exactly. Right,
1: right. Um, and I did the, like that. the kind
0: of trust that a soldier has to have in another soldier. Yes. Yeah, you, you, that you have to depend on that guy. He has to depend mm-hmm. on you. Your mm-hmm. life depends mm-hmm. on it. Mm-hmm. And it was a very dramatic movie that way. Yeah. it was so hopeless at so many points. Mm-hmm. You just, how are they ever going to get away with this or get through this? Mm-hmm. I mean, he dragged the man like a hundred miles yeah.
1: through the desert. And I feel like a lot of, um, I want to say, post-9-11, Iraq, Afghanistan, war movies, a lot of them are like, you know, America, we're there showing freedom, we're there for freedom. And I feel like this kind of stepped away from that. I don't want to say it was against that, but I feel like it focused more on, like, the the turmoil of what was going on there and how things were rough for the interpreters and how they were kind of in the middle of, you know both sides
0: well that's why in my intro in that introduction i said the capriciousness mm-hmm. and that these people are just being killed for no reason mm-hmm. like lunatic guys and pickup trucks would come flying into the village yeah. shoot a whole bunch of people yeah and, and just take off and like yeah. to no benefit mm-hmm. and the people they were shooting were like totally impoverished poor people yeah like yeah, you're having yeah. a terrible day anyway yeah. and now got, i
1: mean now you're dodging bullets yeah
0: yeah so unfair so yeah. unreasonable mm-hmm. You know, yeah, and that's it's that horror. Mm-hmm. It's one thing to be in the combat shooting; it's another thing to be living there mm-hmm. while people are having the combat. You're trying to raise your kids. You you have a goat. You're trying to you know, <laughs> and uh,
1: really, really terrible. What did you think about the combat scenes? And like, let's compare it to like you know, save prior, Saving Private Ryan or any other war well movie. Okay, the combat scenes are always
0: great in all these movies. Yeah. people really know how to do
1: this. Yeah, and this yeah there you go yeah
0: um most civilians don't even understand these arms mm-hmm. you know it's it's just not like a regular ranch rifle mm-hmm. like these things high capacity armor piercing uh, people don't know the difference between a rifle and a cannon okay like there's it? a thing where a bullet goes through you there's another thing where the bullet explodes yeah. when it hits you yeah so yeah the the all the scenes and there were a lot of combat scenes mm mm-hmm and roadside bomb stuff really unfair Mm -hmm. people far away you know raining down you don't know where it's coming from and then you have surveillance from above satellites are telling you what to do and airplanes are going by was was,
1: there was a scene like that in here right
0: yeah that was cool right it's like
1: two miles ahead
0: there's a trap
1: that was cool and then
0: it's not like don't go in the trap it's like go in and destroy the trap like you you have to fight it and uh, just so terrible yeah terrible war is always terrible Anyway, I philosophy is important to me mm-hmm. and integrity is important to me and that they produced a movie Guy Ritchie. Yeah. That they that they produced a movie that was all about integrity. Yeah. It was I have to do what I have to do. Mm-hmm. I have a debt that I have to pay. Mm-hmm. I can't sleep until I do this. And yeah. he Jake Gyllenhaal really portrayed that not sleeping. Yeah. He was and even his wife said Look, you're useless to me like this. Go do what you got to do. Yeah, I think... Go back. He's in America. He's totally escaped. He's really good. Everything's fine. He's got to go back.
1: Yeah, I think we have a picture, if Luke wants to pull it up, where it shows him, like, on his first call, trying to get over there. And, like, in the second call. And then he keeps trying to call and figure out how to get over there.
0: Well, that was the next thing in the movie that really made... That really... There it is, yeah.
1: And he starts drinking, yeah.
0: Right. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, he, He... is the fact that he has to deal with the bureaucracy. Mm-hmm. So he goes to the to the soldiers and he says, look, I have to rescue this guy. He saved my life. He and his wife and child are in danger it, 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 because they helped us. Yeah, Because they helped us. Yeah. The guy could have just been like a regular Arab and been in the desert. And nobody yeah. would have known anything. But because he helped the Americans, now he was in trouble. They're like, we can't let them down. Mm-hmm. They're like, oh, well, we don't have funding for that. And, you know, it's not on the schedule. And you, yeah. you're talking about a lot of equipment. There's logistics. He's like, I don't care about any of that.
1: Yeah. I, I'll go there by myself. Do, when, you, do you think that's realistic? You come from a yeah. military family, right? Do yes. you think that's realistic that that they would send someone back by themselves to go s- save a, a civilian there or an interpreter no there no that, yeah. that
0: would be a very this is a very extreme situation yeah uh, you usually you have a chain of command yeah and that's it that's it and so it, it was the drama of him overcoming the bureaucracy first he had to overcome being wounded then he had to overcome being rescued then he had to overcome all these things and when he was at home in his beautiful home yeah, was, which interestingly it, enough was in a desert here yeah. i thought that was kind yeah. of almost cruel but anyway he uh He then had to overcome the bureaucracy. And I I find that in our own lives now, we are confronted with this even at the civilian level. How so? Well, if you need medical care, you go there. They schedule your appointment for four months later. Then a week before
1: the appointment, they cancel the appointment. Mm -hmm. And then you you show up on time for your – you show up early for your appointment and you don't get seen for like five hours late. (laughs) Yeah,
0: that's – yeah, they're they're, (laughs) – The medical people will call you two days before. Don't forget your appointment. The day before, don't forget your appointment. Your appointment's in an hour. You're getting texts. You're getting yeah. stuff and everything like that. And then you show up yeah. and wait an hour and a half. Yep. It's, so <laughs> he, but, but that's, <laughs> I'm whining about small potatoes. This guy had to rescue a family.
1: After being torn up him, himself.
0: In, in the most hot war zone you could yeah. possibly imagine where you can't identify the enemy. You go in the town, everybody looks the same. Yeah, you don't know if the guy sleeping there is going to pull a gun on you in ten seconds, or a baby is going to be holding a bomb, or yep. whatever it is. Mm-hmm. So it's so hazardous, so dangerous, mm-hmm. and he's he's got to do it. Yeah. So it's a movie about integrity
1: and honor, and I like that. I like that a lot too. I yeah. like that a lot too. I think the movie was lacking something for me. I can't. I don't know what it is. I just wasn't super in it. I don't know. Huh. Yeah, I maybe the pace was a little too fast for me. I don't know, but it just wasn't it for me. You thought the pace was too fast. I'm thinking maybe that's it. I don't know. I really don't know, but for me, it was just kind of like an eh movie.
0: Okay. I, I could do Fa- with
1: it. I could do without it. Fair,
0: well, it's not the great epic of all time. Yeah. not Nothing like that. It's not going to yeah. go down in history or anything. Yeah. But uh, I didn't find any flaws with it. Okay. So I, I feel like because because... All the dialogue and everything was typical war movie. Yeah,
1: and I want to say there wasn't much dialogue. No. And oh. it
0: was all that like, you know, hey, Snake, bring around the big one. Yeah. yeah and it was yeah. like, you know, you know, yeah, we're going to sell the sizzle, not the steak
1: or something. It was like,
0: <laughs> like okay, fine, fine. It was yeah. a bunch of cliches and, yeah, yeah. you know, all soldier cliches. And mm-hmm. once again, it could be written by AI.
1: And again, right. I feel like this was, it was super different from a typical Guy Ritchie movie. Like, I feel like dialogue is pretty heavy for him or he plays with dialogue pretty fr- frequently.
0: Um. well I I, w- I, f- I agree with that because Guy Ritchie movies are all over the place kind of mm-hmm. and this was just a chronological day yeah. one day two day mm-hmm. three day mm-hmm. four you march right to the very mm-hmm. end of the movie there yeah. was no foreshadowing yeah. there was no flashbacks no. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean he had a couple of nightmares here and there but yeah. that's to be expected mm-hmm. but uh, anyway I, I've kind of felt like I'll give it an eight you're giving it an eight yeah Yeah, I didn't think it was the great of all time. You know, it wasn't. It wasn't the Godfather. That's a good grade, though. But it was one. I I would watch it again. Okay. And and I would recommend it. Okay. So that's a recommendation, everybody. Whatever you know.
1: (laughs) I, on the other hand, am giving it. Go see Guy Ritchie's (laughs) The Covenant.
0: Guy Ritchie's The Covenant.
1: I'm giving it a five point five. Okay. I was gonna go five, but then I'll give it a point five point five because I was entertained. Mm-hmm. So I needed to lean a little bit more towards, you know, the good side. But it was just, I was super neutral about it. Could have done without it. Could have, you know, I enjoyed it. So. It
0: exceeded my expectations. Did it? That's why I bumped the the right. It was okay. like, at the end, I was like... Boy, that was that was pretty darn good. Okay,
1: cool. I hadn't so. had you heard of this movie before it really before you re- release. I,
0: I I saw it in a preview from another movie. Okay, I saw a preview. You okay, know, a, m- a month or two before, okay. and I thought, well, I'll, I'll watch that.
1: Yeah, I was just scrolling Amazon and I saw Jake Gyllenhaal. And I was like, I'm in. Right, so. that's, that's your sweetheart. Okay. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah. It's such a funny thing. <laughs> I'm going five point five. Okay. Alright, well that's it. Alright, thanks for watching The Real Generation Gap. Again, my name is Shane Schildmeier. And I'm still Fred Satilli. He's still Fred. And uh, this has been the Covenant- Guy Ritchie's The Covenant. Thanks for watching The Real Generation Gap. As always, please like, comment, subscribe, leave us a comment. Let us know what you think of Fred's hair. Um, Let us know what you think of The Covenant. Uh, Check us out on Spotify if you don't ever want to, you know, watch the YouTube videos. And uh, we'll catch you there.